0: Love, hope, radio. Good evening, everyone, and from the Vince Lombardi truck stop on the New Jersey Turnpike, it's the Jana and the Sherpa show. I'm not Jana, I'm the Sherpa. Jana, welcome to the show tonight.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm great. I, I love truck stops. I hang out at them as often as I can. So, but, <laughs> That's not
1: sketchy at all. <laughs>
0: no, of course not. So, Anyway, so we've got a, a lot of injuries to get to tonight, but first you want to just tell people how they can get in touch with us during the show?
1: Well tonight we'll be here from 9.30 to 1030 p.m. Eastern as we are all throughout the season. And you can get in touch with us throughout the show a number of different ways which I keep an eye on so you will be heard immediately. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter at the number four THN inches show. Uh, that's the number 4 THN Inches Show. Or you can email us under the same handle, the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347 677 1608 Or you can come hang out in our nifty little chat room we have open tonight. And you can ask us questions in the chat room. You can call in a line of questions, who to pick up, who to drop, whatever your little heart desires, just let us know. Uh, And during the week, you can find us on the fantasyfootballsherpa.com where there's a really great blog. Sometimes we debate there since we can't get enough of arguing with each other. <laughs> or you can read the Sherpa's football news things on the Huffington Post where he has articles going up periodically which are pretty hilarious if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, and we have as seemingly uh, has become routine a number of injuries to get to tonight as well as analysis for all of the upcoming games and a couple of strategy questions about whether you should cut players, how soon do you sit star players, uh, things like that. So we've got jam-packed, (laughs) Joe. Yeah,
0: it does sound pretty jam-packed. Just one thing I want to clarify, when you said people can get in touch with us before, did you say that they will be heard immediately or they will be hurt immediately?
1: Um, they will be heard.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I think Just I'm the only to make one sure on IR because, out of the show.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, we wouldn't want to put anybody, any of our listeners on the listener IR. That would be pretty, that wouldn't help our cause very much. So anyway, so why don't, speaking of the IR, why don't we dive into the injuries, the benchings and the buys and the player news from this week?
1: Uh, Okay, unfortunately we have another lengthy list. I'm going to touch on some of the bigger ones now, and we will mention a few others as we do game analysis. Um, uh, There was also a couple of trades and signings this week. As everybody knows, Randy Moss got traded last week. This will be our first week seeing him in action with the Patriots. Uh, The New Orleans Saints signed running back Julius Jones this week since Pierre Thomas is battling injury. Reggie Bush is still out. Um, we also have Seahawks trading Dion Branch back to the Patriots for a draft pick. Uh, I guess they're going to replace Randy Moss with Dion Branch. It seems a little flawed. Um, and the Eagles and the Browns also made a trade today, swapping running backs Jerome Harrison and Mike Bell, respectively. And as for injuries, Jermichael Finley, the Packers' tight end, is done for the season. He is tweeting about being back for the postseason, but he had knee surgery uh, yesterday, which was a little more serious than I thought it would be. The Browns are still struggling with Jake DeLome and Seneca Wallace's bad ankles, and they're leaning towards starting Colt McCoy this week at quarterback, which I think is going to be a little problematic. Uh, In the series of quarterbacks with concussions, Jay Cutler expects to start this week. He's been working out while Aaron Rodgers is hoping to play this week, but there's no word if he's passed his concussion test or not yet. Brett Favre said he's considering not starting because of a sore elbow if it gets any worse before this weekend, which obviously would kill his Ironman streak going on, but I sincerely doubt he actually sits himself. Uh, Michael Vick is... Still not practicing. It looks like Kevin Cobb's probably going to start again this week. Rams wide receiver Mark Clayton's been put on injured reserve. He tore his right knee patella ligament. He's definitely out for the season. Javid Best didn't practice, but he will play this weekend. Garrett Hartley, since I know you love kickers so much, Sherpa, (laughs) is back to being the starter in New Orleans after John Carney missed a fourth quarter game-winning kick last week. Matt Fabric will have a shoulder injury. <laughs> um, Calvin Johnson is questionable with a right shoulder injury. He's hoping to play, but they aren't sure yet. And this week we have four more teams on a bye with the Cardinals, Bills, Panthers, and Bengals all not playing this week. You're not losing a ton of fantasy value there, but obviously the Bengals, are short a few receivers like OJ Cinco, TO, Jordan Shipley, Carson Palmer. Panthers, the Bills, and the Cardinals were not bringing a ton to the table fantasy-wise, so it shouldn't kill you this week with the bye weeks. Hopefully.
0: <laughs> you mean you weren't starting Max Hall at quarterback?
1: Um, you know, it was such a toss-up, but thankfully this week I won't have to make that decision.
0: <laughs> Drew Brees, Max Hall. Drew Brees, Max Hall.
1: I mean the eternal question. <laughs> Well, I can finally take a breath. I think we're done with injuries for the moment, but do you want to look at uh the game analysis now?
0: Sure. Sounds good. Let's start with the Atlanta Philadelphia game, which should be one of the more entertaining games. Of course, there's the whole Michael Vick angle to this game, much as there was the Michael Vick, Donovan, McNabb angle to their last home game. So Atlanta-Philadelphia, this should be a a pretty entertaining game. I actually think that Philadelphia is going to pull this one out. I'll go with the final score is Philadelphia 28, Atlanta 24. How do you see this one?
1: Well, I think Atlanta is going to take this by a narrow margin, just like you think Philadelphia is going to win. I have a little more faith in Matt Ryan than I do Kevin Cobb. Um, but Philadelphia is at home, and you can't discount that home field advantage, so it will be a close game. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I like a fair amount of Atlanta's players, especially Matt Ryan at quarterback. I love Roddy White as a receiver. Um, Obviously, always start running back Michael Turner and tight end Tony Gonzalez. They're pretty much always starts for me, and they should be for you. Um, wide receivers Harry Douglas and Mike Jenkins I'm kind of on the fence about they're not going to give you a ton of value but if you need to fill some holes with, since there were a number of injuries this week or players who are on buys they're not terrible options um, I would start the kicker in defense for Atlanta though uh, Like I think it's going to be a fairly high scoring game at least you know a couple of touchdowns for each team so I think you'll get some fancy value out of them at least the kicker. I like the defense, though, too.
0: All right. So for Philadelphia, I'm going to say start Kevin Cobb. I think he's the one that's going to end up playing from um, the early reports this week rather than Michael Vick. Sounds like they're probably going to give him another week off. And I would also start wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. I would start tight end, Brent Selleck, who's probable with a wrist injury, and I would start the defense. I would not start kicker David Akers, and depending on what your bye week situation is, I would say that running backs LaShawn McCoy and Jerome Harrison would be maybes. McCoy is questionable with a rib injury, so he may even, uh, Jerome Harrison may even start the game, but uh, I, I still wouldn't. I I, I don't feel comfortable with either of those guys against Atlanta's run defense unless you really need to use them.
1: All right. Works for me.
0: (laughs) Okay. Next up... Kansas City at Houston. I was actually catching some flack from someone on Twitter today because I suggested that the Houston defense would be a, a good pickup this week if you needed to fill in for a bye week. And I just I I'm not that impressed by Kansas City's offense yet. Call me cynical, but I think Houston will win this by something on the order of thirty to twenty one. Well
1: wow, let's <laughs> That's a pretty convincing one. I, I agree. I think Houston wins this. I don't think it's that close. But for whatever reason, even though Kansas City's offense stinks, they still score points. I it's baffling to me. <laughs> well, their run
0: offense is pretty I, good, but they just that plays into Houston's defensive strength. So I just think that kind of neutralizes it. That's why I, I. Well, anyway, Kansas City's your team, so go ahead. <laughs>
1: Um, I would say you could start Matt Castle in a two quarterback league. He's a a nice filler for if your quarterback's on a bye, um, but he's not going to give you a ton of points. He doesn't throw a lot. He doesn't complete a ton of passes either. Um, I would say if if you have to take or start one of their receivers, I would go with Dwayne Bowe, even though he seems to catch just as much. If he drops just as much as he catches. Um, Maybe Chris Chambers, if you need a flex player, yes to running back Jamal Charles and tight end Tony Moecki. I would say no to the kicker, no to the defense, because they're not going to score a ton of points, and I think Houston scores a lot on them.
0: All right, from the Houston side of the ball, I think quarterback Matt Schaub is a definite start. I would also say that wide receivers Andre Johnson and Kevin Walter are definite starts. Actually Johnson's still questionable with that ankle injury, but looks like he's gonna play again this week and it didn't I mean he didn't reach the end zone last weekend but it didn't seem to hamper him too much. I would say yes to the defense and yes to kicker Neil Rackers. I'd say no to running back Derek Ward who's questionable with some rib injury stuff and also a wide receiver um, Jacoby Jones is questionable with a calf injury and I would say maybe to Arian Foster running back Arian Foster is probable with a knee injury and to tight end Owen Daniels who doesn't have any injuries but hasn't been very convincing in his return from knee surgery so and the reason I'm probable on Foster again he that plays that plays right into Kansas City's strength. Kansas City is is got a very good run defense, or at least that's what they've shown so far this season. But they haven't really shown the ability to stop the pass much, and that's why I think Houston's really going to go to town on them in this game.
1: All right, I just I don't think it's going to be that terribly exciting to watch, just because Houston should take care of Kansas City pretty easily. Um, but
0: Kansas well, we City both fans last are we wrong. <laughs> True, and and we both thought I think last week that Houston was going to beat the Giants, and that didn't happen. So who knows? This this week, this season yeah. is just so unpredictable. Especially last week when you had Tampa Bay beating Cincinnati and San Diego losing to Oakland and you know, Arizona upsetting you know, New Orleans. It's just really wacky. I, I, I'd like to think by this point yeah. in the season, I'd have a handle on what's going on, but it's. It's uh, not happening for me so far. So, anyway, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. This, this I don't think, is going to be much fun to watch. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger is coming back, and people want to see if he's rusty at all or if he's going to throw 10 touchdowns on the Cleveland defense. But I think the final score here will be Pittsburgh 34, Cleveland 14. How do you see it?
1: I'm sure if you're a Steelers fan, it's going to be so much fun to watch. <laughs> um, I think it's I, I think it's going to be somewhat of a train wreck just because I I'm not a big fan of starting a quarterback who's never actually played a professional you know down yet, and it looks like that's what Cleveland's fixing to do this week with Colt McCoy. So I don't feel too strong about Cleveland moving the ball well and scoring a ton of points, but I, just, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be that much fun to watch. <laughs> and I also don't think there's a ton of fantasy value to be had from Cleveland, at least this week. Um, I'm not interested in starting any of their three quarterbacks, whichever one decides to be the starter this week, be it Cole McCoy or Seneca Wallace or Jake DeLome. I don't think you should start any of them. Um, I, If you have to start a receiver, I'd say maybe Mohamed Massaqua, but I'm not really wild by him so far. And I would start Payton Hillis if he plays. He's battling a quad injury, so it's, it's questionable right now. If not, maybe you take a flyer on Mike Bell, who they just acquired. Uh, really, you need to be stretching to get Ross' response filled at this point if you're looking to do that. Uh, maybe tight end Ben Watson who seems to have the most targets out of any of the receivers but I wouldn't start the kicker I wouldn't start the defense I wouldn't expect any of these guys to produce a ton for you this week
0: yeah I I just I I totally agree with you on that and for Pittsburgh it's simple just start everybody on the team that is on the field that day that's my analysis
1: I I think that's the way to go
0: (laughs) okay so any if we had enough of that game, we just made up a bunch of time. Yeah. It was pretty simple. All right, Seattle <laughs> yeah. at Chicago. Um, this game, I think, is maybe not going to be quite as much of a train wreck as Cleveland at Pittsburgh, but I think it's going to be close, I think, with Cutler back healthy facing that Swiss cheese secondary that the Seahawks have. I think that Chicago mm-hmm. will win this 27-10. to What do you think?
1: I I think it should be very easy for Chicago to beat Seattle. Unfortunately, I just kind of always hope they're going to be better than they are because I do like Matt Hasselbeck, but they're just there's too many missing pieces right now in Seattle and I just I don't think they're going to be able to really hang with Chicago very long. I think by the second half, Chicago is well in a way pulling away from them. I don't think it will be close. There are going to be lots of other games you could watch at 1 o'clock this week. So. Um, I would only start Matt Hasselbeck if you're in a two-quarterback league. Um, it just There's not a lot of offensive firepower happening, so if you can avoid it, maybe start somebody else. The only rushing touchdowns that Seattle scored so far this year, there have been two of them, and Matt Hasselback has them both, which doesn't say a lot of good things for their running backs. <laughs> um, if you had to pick one to start, I'd go with Marshawn Lynch, though. Um, maybe Leon Washington or Justin Forsett if you're looking for a flex player and need some a, a body to fill the space. I kind of like tight end John Carlson, but there are better options out there. Maybe not so much on the waiver wire, though. Um, I'd say no to the kicker, no to the defense. You're not getting a lot of points out of those either.
0: Okay, for the Chicago side, Jay Cutler's still listed as probable with his concussion, but it sure seems from reading things that, like, he's going to play. So you start him. You start. I don't think Chicago is going to be able to run the ball much on Seattle, but I think, again, they'll make up for that by just throwing 60 or 70 times. And uh, I, So, therefore, I say, since Matt Forte is an integral part of their passing offense, too, I would say you start him. And the wide receiver core, I would start Devin Hester and Johnny Knox, but not uh, De- Devin Aramashadu or Earl Bennett. I, I would take a pass on those guys. Even... Uh, Chester Taylor, if you need a flex running back, he might be somebody you could plug in this week. Tight end Greg Olson, I start him, I start the defense, and I start uh, kicker Robbie Gold. So, it's 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 not wow, quite as, as much. Gold. Yes. <laughs> I said it,
1: Robbie good as gold. You always start him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have my, my self-imposed eight-point rule for kickers, but I, I, I think it will be
1: I've had to say such sad things about every team we've talked about so far.
0: (laughs) Well, you'll get your chance, I'm sure, just looking down the (laughs) roster of games here. Actually, well, the next one might be more of the same, though, but I I think the one after that you might have a chance to say some good things about the, the visiting team. So let's move on to the Detroit at New York Giants game. This one who knows i mean detroit's offense looked really good last week and everybody thought oh st. louis is finally turning the corner and and sam bradford is is the next star in the nfl but all of a sudden the wheels came off in a big way and detroit all of a sudden looked invincible but i think the i think the party ends for them this week i think the giants are going to win this by two touchdowns let's say 31-17
1: I'm sure that has nothing to do with you being a Giants fan. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, no, I, I'm always a chicken. I think the Giants have to put up a strong showing against Detroit, or else you know people are going to start asking some serious questions about them. Um, Detroit, I mean, you have to think about the green salt. They did play the Rams last week, who are better than they were last year, but they're still not exactly good. Um, I just, there is some fancy value to be had at Detroit. I just I'm not totally sold on them myself quite yet. I would say you can start Sean Hill in a two-quarterback league. If Calvin Johnson plays, he's got some nagging injuries, I would say absolutely start him. Um, If Nate Bolson also battling injuries plays, I would start him too. And obviously, I love Javid Best, absolutely start him. I would say Brandon Pettigrew, if you're looking for a tight end to fill a spot, He's a, good, he's a good option. He gets a fair amount of looks. I would not start the kicker defense, though. They are playing the Giants who could put up some serious points against them if they come out on the right day, and their kicker leaves a little to be desired for me.
0: On the Giants' side of things, I think Eli Manning is going to have a big day. Ahmad Bradshaw, you start both of those guys. Brandon Jacobs, I would say he's a maybe. Wide receivers Steve Smith and Hakeem Nicks. You start them. Wide receiver Mario Manningham, maybe in a deeper league. You start their defense and you start their kicker Lawrence Tynes. And I'd also throw their kicker, their tight end Kevin Boston, the maybe bucket. He's he's kind of underwhelmed me this season. I thought he'd be better, but looks like Eli's throwing more to the wide receivers as well. He should. So that's my take well, I mean, on the game.
1: You do have a handful of pretty good wide receivers out there. It's hard not to throw to them. That's
0: but true. I agree,
1: Kevin Boss has been a little underwhelming. I did expect more from him, but hopefully he can hit his stride at some point this season.
0: Well, last year, if I recall, he was he was did nothing for the first five or six games of the season, and then all of a sudden became a passable starter in, for fantasy purposes.
1: If you put him and Anthony Sissono from Miami together, you'd have one whole year good tight end. Anthony Sissono is only good in the first half of the year.
0: <laughs> oh then then we should then either they should trade Kevin Boss to the Dolphins or, or the Dolphins <laughs> should trade Fasano to the Giants. But anyway, I think we've talked enough about the Giants tight end situation, so let's move on here. And here's a game where I think you'll you hopefully would have something good to say about the visiting team. We're talking about the Baltimore <laughs> at New England game and Everybody, I think New England still has this aura about them that they're a good team and that they're a Super Bowl contender, but I honestly don't see it. I think Baltimore is a Super Bowl contender. I actually picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. So far, they've looked pretty good, and I think they're going to take this Mm -hmm. game by 10 points, 27-17.
1: Wow. I I don't know if 10 points. I think Baltimore could pull this off. I I think it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if New England beat them either. I think this is going to be a media circus, not just because of, oh, how will they play without Randy Moss, but because Baltimore pretty much laid the smackdown on New England last season and, you know, pranced around their field after beating them, and New England's still a little cranky about it, I think. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a hard hitting. I think it's going to be really good to watch, um, and I think... I think Joe Flacco could really do some things. He's got some great receivers. So I would start Joe Flacco this week. I'd start Anquan Bolden. I'd start Derek Mason. If you need a flex player, maybe look at T.J. Hushmanzada, but I haven't really been thrilled with what he's been doing on the field so far. Plus, he got a little cranky last week and ran his mouth off in the media, which doesn't help matters. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely start running back Ray Rice. I would say maybe tight end Todd Todd Heath only if you're in a deeper league or you need a replacement. Otherwise, I don't think he's in the top 12 tight ends right now. Um, I would say no to the kicker, and probably I would start the Baltimore defense just because it's hard not to with their mystique of how great they are. But I think New England has the potential to put up a fair amount of points, so maybe you want to think twice about their defense this week.
0: New England wants to be cranky about anything. They should be cranky about Tom Brady's haircut. And the fact that uh, Gisella, and the fact Gisela tells him what he can and can't do with his hair, I mean, come on. And just for that, I'm going to say no, don't start. Actually, it's not just for that. I really do think that Baltimore is going to beat them pretty handily this weekend. Feel free to disagree, but Sherpa says no, don't start Tom Brady this weekend. Hopefully you have better options. Um,
1: I'm disagreeing right now. <laughs> okay,
0: you can disagree.
1: I, I Everyone's think you have entitled to.
0: Start him, but... <laughs> no, I, I disagree. I, I think there's no such thing as a sure start in fantasy. I think matchups always matter, and this week I think he has the short end of the stick as far as the matchup goes. So I would I say no to quarterback Tom Brady, although Jana would say yes. And I would say maybe to running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, because I think that's the only way you can really attack the Baltimore defense is on the ground, although New England's ground game hasn't really shown much. Although Green-Ellis looked okay the two weeks he's been a starter, so we'll see there. But I'd say maybe to him, I would say yes to wide receiver Wes Welker, because even if Brady only completed seven passes in a week, six of them would probably be to Welker. And I would also say start tight end Aaron Hernandez, because he would catch the seventh pass. And wide receivers Brandon Tate and Dion Branch, I like the prospects for the rest of the season, but not this week against the Baltimore Secondary, so I say no to them. I say no to the defense and also to kicker Steven Gostkowski. So I obviously don't think as much of New England as you do right now.
1: Yeah, I I can see that.
0: <laughs> um,
1: well, I I think this will be one of many arguments that we will rehash next week because inevitably I will be right and you will not be.
0: <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> the kindest thing I can do is just bite my tongue here. So moving right along to another <laughs> game where you should have more to talk about than I will, We've got the San Diego Chargers visiting the St. Louis Rams. And St. Louis, uh, San Diego, yes, they lost last week, but I put most of that on their special teams effort or lack thereof. Hopefully they, they won't have to punt very much this week. And even if they do, I don't think they're going to have two of them blocked and returned for a safety or a touchdown. So I see San Diego winning this game 35-17. I might not even be that close.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm totally convinced that St. Louis can actually score 17 points. No offense, guys, but I'm not quite a believer in Sam Bradford and that offense just yet. Uh, But San Diego, I fully believe, can put up 35 points. (laughs) I think you absolutely start Philip Rivers. I would start Malcolm Floyd. I would start Ryan Matthews if he plays. He's got that bad ankle, but it looks like he probably plays. I'd still start Mike Tolbert, the other running back, uh, just because even if Matthew starts and he is a little dinged up, Tolbert's there. They've shown that's who they're going to turn to. Uh, and I would not start wide receiver uh, Legudu Nane. I never say that right, but um, I just he's not bringing a lot to the table right now. I'd take a pass on him. Otherwise, I'd pretty much go with everything else. Tight end Antonio Gates, kicker, defense, start him off.
0: All right, for St. Louis, I think I can keep this pretty short and sweet. Wide receiver Danny Amendola is the only guy on the team you want to start this week. Maybe to Steven Jackson, depending on what your other matchups are. No to Sam Bradford. I still think he's going to be a, a decent fantasy and a usable fantasy quarterback this season, but not this week. I say no to wide receivers Laurent Robinson and Brandon Gibson, and I'll say no to the defense and no thank you to kicker Josh Brown.
1: All right, let's move on. I don't think there's too much more to say about that.
0: Nope. So next game, this this one should be interesting. I think you can toss a coin for this one, especially if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. And we're talking about the Miami at Green Bay game, but my guess is that Rodgers will try to play, not play very well, and Miami's going to end up winning this
1: 24-21. Okay. <laughs> For me, I'm excited to watch this game because I have some kind of irrational love for Chad Henney as a fantasy football player, which never has come to fruition, and it's no secret that I love Aaron Rodgers as fantasy quarterback. Um, so, really, I will win and lose, no matter who wins and loses, but um, I would stay, say start Chad Henney in a two-quarterback league. I know he had kind of a not-great game last week, but in his career, historically, I think he's 2-1 and one in games after he's had a bad week, so he should bounce back pretty well this week. I would say start Brandon Marshall, uh, maybe Devon Best for a flex player. Uh, I would start Ronnie Brown if you had to pick one of the two running backs between he and Ricky Williams. But, I don't think Ricky Williams using him as a flex player is a terrible idea either. I think he'll still get a few points, so if you need to shore up your lineup, maybe he's a guy to look to. And Anthony Fasano, we kind of talked about a little bit before. I would only use him if you need a replacement tight end. If you're looking for somebody to pick up on a bye week, he's available in a lot of weeks. Um, I would say no to the kicker, and if Aaron Rodgers doesn't start, I would start the Miami defense, but if he does start, I'm not looking to start them.
0: On the Green Bay side of things, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, to me he's at best maybe this week because I actually think pretty highly of Miami's defense. You know, they're they're showing or lack of showing against New England, notwithstanding. But if Matt Flynn is is their quarterback this week, no, 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 don't don't go anywhere near him, and running back Brandon Jackson I think he showed last week that maybe he's worth of starting again we'll see I I would start him this week because I'm not that impressed by Miami's run defense, more so by their secondary. Running back John Kuhn, no thank you. Wide receivers James Jones and Jordy Nelson, no. Tight end Anthony Corliss, no thank you. And kicker Mason Crosby, no thank you. Wide receivers Greg Jennings and Donald Driver, to me they're maybes. If Aaron Rodgers starts, then yes, I probably would start them. If Matt Flynn is starting, then I probably won't.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of who you start and who you don't in this game is going to depend on whether or not Aaron Rodgers plays because it's going to change the whole face of the game whether or not he's a starter.
0: Right, right. So now another game that doesn't look like it's going to be too close and that's the New Orleans at Tampa Bay game. I I'm not too impressed by Tampa Bay. I I'm not that impressed by New Orleans either, but I think they have more talent to work with than Tampa does. So, I'm going to predict that they win this game, 30 to 17. How how do you think this will turn out?
1: Well, I just I really was hoping that Tampa Bay would be better than they were this year, um, but I think New Orleans, even though they are kind of riddled with injuries right now, I still think, regardless. Drew Brees is a friggin' magician. (laughs) They're going to pull a win out no matter what. I don't think it will be close. Um, The only thing I'm a little cautious about for Drew Brees this week is the fact that his wife is going to give birth, like, any minute. Um, So hopefully she doesn't go into labor, you know, early Saturday morning or something. That would really suck. But I think he plays no matter what unless, you know, the baby's born at 105. Um, But I... I think you have to start him. You have to start Marquise Colson. You have to start Robert Meacham. Um, Maybe Lance Moore is a flex player. He's been getting a couple of looks. Uh, Maybe Devry Henderson. Again, he spreads the ball out to a lot of receivers, so a lot of guys will get looks, and there aren't going to be a ton of standouts from the wide receiver core, but everybody will get something. Um, I would maybe give Julius Jones a look if Pierre Thomas doesn't play, which it's looking like he may not. Jeremy Shockey is an okay option at tight end, but, again, I'm not in love with it. The ball gets spread around a little too much for my liking, so there's a lot of better options out there. But I would say yes, start the kicker, who is not going to be John Carney in this week. And, yes, I would start the Or kick any other week. Tampa. <laughs> Tampa's just not going to you know, overwhelm them with offensive firepower. So, absolutely start their defense.
0: But We have slightly different takes on their wide receiver core. To me, Colston is the only guy that I definitely want to start. If I had to pick a second one, it would probably be Henderson rather than Meacham and but I, I just think, other than Colston, that, that whole wide receiver core is pretty much a wild card. You never know who he's going to lock in on in any given week. So, I don't know. That's just a confusing. Well, I just think
1: their, their running game right now is going to be a little sketchy this week if Pierre Thomas doesn't play, and they're going to have to look to the passing game a little more. So, for me, it makes sense to put more of the receivers in than it would most weeks.
0: Okay, I can buy that. That makes sense.
1: And <laughs> well, you just tell people not to start Tom Brady, so <laughs>
0: Well, because I'm right.
1: Uh huh. We'll see.
0: Okay. All right. Remember, remember, if we can we can discuss that next week or maybe on the blog. So, for Tampa, there's not really much to talk about here. The only guy I'm starting, assuming he's healthy enough to play, is Kellen Winslow, the tight end. He's questionable with a knee injury. No to everyone else. So, all you have to remember for Tampa Bay is yes to Kellen Winslow if he plays, and no to everyone else.
1: I mean, that's quite the uh, catchphrase you got going. <laughs>
0: Well, I just figure why I could read the names and take another
1: two minutes to do (laughs) it or I
0: can just skip them and just move on. So why don't we do that? So now let's talk about some of the late games on Sunday. Let's start with the Jets at Denver. The Jets look like world beaters so far this season and Denver is coming off a, uh, a tough loss last week, but I just think that that Denver is going to find a way to pull off the upset at home, and I will say that it's 28-24 Denver.
1: I am inclined to agree with you. And that's not just because I don't like Mark Sanchez. (laughs) I think Denver is capable of quote-unquote upsetting the Jets. For me, I don't think it's a huge upset, but the way the Jets are playing right now, I guess you could consider it one. Um, But for the Jets, I think you still have to start the majority of their players. There's so much potential fantasy-wise here. I think you start Mark Sanchez, even if you're only in a one-quarterback league. um, You could go ahead and start Braylon Edwards, maybe Santonio Holmes. I don't know if I'm totally sold on him. He and Sanchez aren't quite uh, have the chemistry together just yet. Uh, I like Jericho Cotri, as well as LaDainian Tomlinson, who has – tried to shut all his critics up and is doing a pretty good job of it so far. That's for Um, sure. Sean Green, he's still going to get some looks and you know it may be an interesting piece to fill out your lineup. Again, deeper leagues might take a look at him. Uh, I would absolutely start tight end Dustin Keller. I would start the kicker and maybe the defense. I'm a little up in the air about it since I do think Denver's going to beat them, but again, it's the Jets' defense people are in love with them, I think they get a start for most
0: people. I wouldn't be one of those most people this week just for the record. Well, clearly. <laughs> well, I think I don't think Denver's gonna be able to run the ball at all on the Jets, so I just think this is going to be another one of those games where Kyle Wharton is just going to be passing on nine out of ten plays and I think mm-hmm. he's gonna rack up somewhere between three hundred and four hundred yards. So I definitely start him. I say no to whoever their running back is this week, whether it's Sean Moreno, Lawrence Moroni, Correll Buckhalter, Terrell Davis, whoever it is this week, I don't start them. So I wouldn't start them. I would start wide receivers, Brandon Lloyd and Eddie Royal, and maybe Jabbar Gaffney if you need a starter because of bye weeks. And I would say no to Demarius Thomas even if he does play. Right now that's looking pretty iffy because he's questionable with a concussion. And I say yes to their defense and no to kicker um, Matt Prater.
1: All right. I think this will be a good game to watch. I'm excited to watch this one.
0: Are we talking about the Jess denver game still? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because I was ready to was, move on to the It was, to it was the like open a parting, a parting
1: thought on it. All right. Okay.
0: So continuing on with my tradition of awkward segues, let's move on to the Oakland San Francisco game. And this one, the team's records aren't that great, especially San Francisco's. I guess you can't have a great record if you don't win a game, but Sandy, I, I just think that Oakland is going to take this. I think they have a little more offensive firepower than people give them credit for. I also think their defense is a little better than people will give them credit for. No, they're not going to block two punts this week. But, yes, I do think they're going to win the game. It's going to be thirty, Oakland 30, San Francisco 27.
1: Okay. Um, well, as I say every week, I'm hoping this is the week that the 49ers turn it around since I don't know where this 49ers fandom came from, but it's here, and it's clearly not going away.
0: <laughs> so I'm
1: hoping that, I I don't know what it is. I think that I'm just hoping San Francisco wins. I'd like to see them win by maybe two touchdowns, but that might be more wishful thinking than anything else on my part. <laughs> um, Oakland, fantasy-wise, I am not exactly blown away. Um, I, it's been no secret, I do not like Jason Campbell. I think that if you're in a two-quarterback league, he's not a terrible option, though, although I would hope that you'd have somebody else. Um, I would not start Darius Hayward Bay, which the Sherpa even got off that train last week. Um, it, I wouldn't start any the wide receivers. I'm not excited about anything that that passing game could potentially do. Um, you don't like maybe no, I don't. I just I don't oh. feel real strong about Jason Campbell this week. So
0: okay. by proxy,
1: the wide receivers are kind of not gonna happen for me. Guilt by um,
0: association. Running
1: back, <laughs> running back Michael Bush and tight end Zach Miller. I'm okay with starting them, but I wouldn't start the kicker or the defense. There's no value to be had there.
0: <laughs> hmm. That's not much fantasy value for a team that's gonna win this game.
1: Because they're not gonna win. <laughs>
0: Well, well. anyway, we disagree on that, too, I suppose. So San Francisco, like even San Francisco. I'll keep this simple, too. The only thing that you don't want to, the only part of San Francisco's team that you don't want to start this week is the defense, yes to quarterback Alex Smith, yes to running back Frank Gore, yes to wide receivers Michael Crabtree and Josh Morgan, yes to Vernon Davis, the tight end, and yes to kicker Joe Netanyi. Short, sweet, and to the point, just like me.
1: Yep. So, <laughs> Pretty simple.
0: Yes. Now, on to a game that should be pretty entertaining and will probably result in a lot of gnashed teeth on both sides, and that's the Dallas at Minnesota game. I really think you can just flip a coin on this one. I, I think it's really a toss-up. Obviously, if, if Brett Harv isn't able to play, that would tilt the scales in Dallas' favor, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So I'll call for Minnesota to win this one twenty seven twenty four.
1: Well, I think And I it, don't think more is gonna be celebrating any
0: touchdowns this week.
1: <laughs> I I think it's gonna absolutely come down to the wire and it's gonna be a a good game to watch. I think as a Cowboys fan it's gonna be stressful for me to watch. Um, but I'm hoping that Dallas comes out on the winning end, maybe the same score, only reversed. <laughs> that would work for me. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be really a really interesting game to watch. And you can, I, I think for me as a Cowboys fan, the biggest thing I'm curious about this week is whether or not Roy Williams is for real as a wide receiver. The last two weeks he's apparently – shown up and been productive and had some kind of chemistry with Tony Romo which as a Cowboys fan we've never seen happen before. So if he can make it three in a row I might become a believer. I think that you start Tony Romo, he puts up big numbers, there's no question about that. I think you start Miles Austin, yes and does Bryant. I would even go out on a limb and start Roy Williams even though I'm still a little skeptical. Um, I think Felix Jones and Marion Barber. I'm not ready to give up on their running game quite yet, so I'd still start both. Obviously, if you had to pick one, Felix Jones is the guy. Um, and I would start tight end Jason Witten, even though his production's been a little bit down so far this year. And I would say probably no kicker, no defense, just because I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring affair. And kicker-wise, it may not hit the Sherpas' mandatory eight points. <laughs>
0: No, it, it won't. So, mm-hmm. for Minnesota, I'll keep this short, sweet and simple, too. Start everybody. <laughs> so, this Visante right. Shanko. Shanko is questionable with a hamstring injury, and Favre has his ankle and elbow problems. Uh, actually, he also has another problem that we haven't been talking about, but uh, and it involves some picture-taking that, that he's done, but we probably don't need to talk about that. So, anyway... I would just start everybody there, and I think Randy Moss is with a week of practice under his belt. I think he and Favre, and also not playing in a in a downpour, I think that's also going to help them this week. So hopefully Brett Favre will wake up before the third quarter this week, and I I think you start everybody on the team then that you, you would normally consider as part of your fantasy team then. All right,
1: that was pretty easy.
0: Yeah. So. Let's move on to the next game, Indianapolis at Washington. I actually think this game is going to be a shootout, but I think the chances of Paid Manning having two bad games in a row is probably about the same chance that uh, the situation has of uh, winning Dancing with the Stars. So. And
1: Especially since he got voted off yesterday.
0: <laughs> right, so I'm basically saying it's not going to happen. So, anyway... Um, so I, I look at this game, and I think both teams are going to score a fair amount, but I'll I'll take Indianapolis to win this thirty-one twenty-four.
1: I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think maybe Indy has a shootout. I I am just not a believer in Washington the same way you are. Um, it's not so much that it's I, just Indy's
0: defense is not that impressive. I mean they shut down just, Kansas City, but by your own admission, Kansas City's offense is nothing to write home yep. about. So I think, I'm just not that impressed. I don't impressed. think
1: Washington I don't think Washington really makes it too much of a game. I think Indy wins. I think they win by at least 10 points, probably more like two touchdowns. I just I think you start Peyton Manning, you start Reggie Wayne, and if Austin Collie plays, I'd like to start him. Uh if Pierre Garçon plays, I'm a little more hesitant about that, but they're Running backs, their wide receivers are kind of decimated by injuries right now, so it's a lot of will-they-won't-they they play. It's going to come down till Sunday morning. Um, Joseph and Dye and Donald Brown are both still battling injuries, and if both of them don't play, it looks like Mike Hart's going to get the bulk of the carries. So he may be an interesting pickup if you're looking for a spot start somewhere and it gets later in the week. And it looks like that Die and Brown won't start right now. They're questionable. Um, you absolutely start tight end Dallas Clark. Uh, I would say yes to the kicker and yes to defense, just because I think Indy's going to be the one scoring all the points this week.
0: Well, since I disagree, I'm going to tell people to start quarterback Donovan McNabb, start running back Ryan Terrain, start wide receiver Santana Moss, and tight end Chris Cooley. I would say no to the defense and no to kicker Graham Gano, No to Gano, And... I would say maybe to wide receiver Anthony Armstrong, who hasn't caught a lot of passes yet, but the ones he catches are often for big gains. So, if if he if McNabb starts looking his way a little bit more often, then I think he might become a viable fantasy starter. But right now, Santana Moss is one of those under the radar guys that is just really having a, a good season, and not a lot of people have noticed is yet. Santana
1: Moss under the radar? I mean, does he does he qualify as an under the radar guy?
0: He never gets mentioned among top fantasy wide receivers, and I'm yeah, not saying I he's.
1: I, I think he's had you know a fair amount of notoriety in his career, if you will. That I don't know if he can totally be under the radar ever.
0: Well, I agree, people don't really not mention. People
1: are talking about him.
0: Okay, then all right, we can agree <laughs> I on I that hope then. Can do that. So, right. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our last game of the week, and that would be Tennessee at Jacksonville. You look at this game and you think, oh, Tennessee's going to win this easily, but then you start looking a little bit deeper, and I actually think that Jacksonville is going to pull off the upset here, and I think it's going to be another shootout. I'll I'll pick Jacksonville 30-27 to in this game.
1: I don't know if I can believe that either of these teams are going to score that many points, but I think it will be close. I think Tennessee edges out, Jacksonville. Um, but I'm not excited about this game really at all, I have to be honest. There's just not a ton that's, like, pulling me in to watch this. But obviously it's Monday night, I will be watching. Um, I, I don't love Vince Young, but obviously if you've, you're in a two-quarterback league, he gets a start. I think Kenny Britt's a good idea wide receiver. I would say yes to Nate Washington as well, which backs up your shootout theory if you want to go with that view. <laughs> um, I would say no to Justin Gage, though. Uh, yes, obviously, to Chris Johnson, who even though his numbers aren't quite as large as last year, they're still pretty good. Uh, no tight end. Yes, a kicker. Yes, the defense. Just because I don't think this is a very high-scoring affair. But I mean, I've been wrong before. <laughs>
0: well, I, I don't know how that feels, but you can tell us. Oh,
1: that. I'm so sure you don't, Mr. Darius word, Day.
0: No. <laughs> well, okay, maybe I was wrong once. So, so for Jacksonville, <laughs> because I like them to win the game, I obviously had better be starting some of these guys, and I am start running back start running back uh, Maurice Jones Drew. i say maybe to quarterback David Garrard. Again, it depends on your bye week situation. Yes to wide receivers Mike Sims, walker and Mike Thomas. Yes to the tight end Mercedes Lewis. And yes to kicker Josh Kobe. I mean, Scobie, not Kobe. I'm thinking of the wrong sport. <laughs> and no to the defense. So, we'll see. I actually think this is going to be a pretty entertaining game. But we'll, we'll check on how that turns out. We will definitely
1: find out. Um, But uh, before we get into the strategy stuff, I just want to tell you that there has been a little bit of backlash against your no starting Tom Brady thing on Twitter. Um, Obviously, a couple of Patriot fans, real unhappy about that. (laughs) Then there were a, a few other people that were, one person did agree you know, maybe you get ten points out of Brady, but there is that risk reward factor that's kind of hard to pass up. And um, somebody said, yes, you start Tom Brady, but obviously Wes Welker is the most important person you start. So I agree. You yeah, you've been a little bit of a catalyst.
0: <laughs> well, that's good because again, my my point of view is that. It's not so much do I think Tom Brady is a good player or not, do I think New England is going to win or not, but it's just, you know, you look at the matchup and then you look at, you know, the matchups that other people have this week and is he somebody that you would rank in your top? Uh, 12 quarterbacks this week, and for me, he'd be a no, and if you go back and look game by game, even the Chris Johnsons of the world are not good every game. There's certain games where they don't perform well, and I think when you look at the matchups, if you look at a team that has a good secondary, that's a team that might give a throwing team like New England problems, especially when they don't have a strong enough running game to you know, keep other teams honest then. So anyway, that, that's my take I, on that. I get
1: what you're saying. I disagree, but we're going to find out on Sunday. <laughs>
0: well, actually, that, that leads well into one of our, our strategy topics that we had queued up. It's actually not the first one on the list, but it was the question about whether you always start your star players or not. So I guess I've already... Stolen my own thunder here, and you can tell that I'm <laughs> definitely a, a no on this. That you know, there, there are times when even Drew Brees or Chris Johnson or anybody like that you know, that I wouldn't start them if if the matchup isn't right. So, what do you think of that? How do you um, how do you I come down on this issue?
1: I can agree with you. I do look a lot at matchups, um, but I also have to look at. My own team you know in conjunction with that, in that what other options do I have? Is it going to be better than even the low end of the spectrum on the star player? Uh, is it a bye week? Is my roster thin? are there injuries? like there I think there are a lot more factors than just is it a good player? Is it a good defense kind of thing? I think there's a lot more analysis that has to go into it before I'm going to say, yes, I will not start this player.
0: but I'm lazy. No, I, I'm,
1: I'm. Well, that's not my fault. No,
0: no, that's true. But no, seriously, here's a hypothetical example for you. If you had Joseph Adai going against, say, the Lions' defense, and you had Chris Johnson going against the Steelers' defense, which one of those two guys would you start if you could only start one of them?
1: Uh, Chris Johnson, because Joseph is hurt right now. Bad example. <laughs>
0: True. Say they were both healthy, though. All right, or pick another pick another example. Um, pick somebody who's I still, healthy.
1: I, even, even if pick they were Frank healthy, Orr. The
0: diet. Frank Gore Frank against the Lions. No, that's not a good example either. I want somebody who's mediocre. Somebody uh, who, who can we pick? Oh, Javid Best. That's a good example, but he can't play his own defense. So, say Javid Best were playing, um, uh can't think of a, a good example, or the Cardinals' defense. No. Yeah, let's use the Cardinals. So suppose you have Javid Best playing against the Cardinals <laughs> defense and you have Chris Johnson playing against the the Steelers defense. Which one of those two guys do you start?
1: I would start best. But, again, I am a big best fan. Um, but I, just, I get what you're saying. I just feel like it would depend on how strong whoever my replacement was. I don't think well, it's I just, just told say, you oh, that's who a your two matchup. choices are. I'm going to sit him. What?
0: I just told you I just gave you a hypothetical example and said you have one roster spot and you are Okay. Ah. Okay. Let me <laughs> I can't even think of I a good example right now. I understand what you're right saying. Now. I
1: understand.
0: All right. You've been, but you I get, get it.
1: And I get what you're saying, and I'm still going to continue to give you my answer of that I I don't just look at matchups. I look at my whole roster. It, for me, it's it's a piece of the puzzle, not just the only part.
0: Okay. So would it depend <laughs> on how comfortable you were with the rest of your roster? And say in that hypothetical example, yeah,
1: say say in my Johnson hypothetical has- example, I've got I've I have Chris Johnson and Beth to pick from, and they're going against the respective defenses. And I had a strong wide receiver core, good quarterbacks. I'm more willing to take a risk by sitting. Uh, Johnson and putting best in than if I had mediocre wide receivers and I was hoping that Chris Johnson would prevail and have a huge game. You can't always feel comfortable sitting that kind of talent because even though they're going to have bad games during the season, part of what makes them great is that they can rise above what would take mediocre players out of the game. They're going to get against better defenses. They're going to play better. That's part of why they're so good.
0: Okay, okay. So, how about another question? Um, uh, let's let's take the whole issue of bye weeks and whether you add or drop guys. My opinion is that tight ends, kickers, defenses—they're all pretty much interchangeable. So I'm happy to just drop any of the people that I have on my roster at that position and just figure that I can pick up someone. In, in the following weeks, or even play matchups from week to week with my especially with my kickers in defense i I'm guessing you're going to disagree with me, but why don't we hear it from you directly
1: <laughs> um, well, if any of you guys were early listeners of the show, this is something that we talked about <clears throat> excuse me in one of our our first shows is whether or not you stick with players over a bye week or, and it kind of tied into how you draft and I'm the kind of person who drafts two defenses, two kickers, a couple of tight ends. because now that's I, crazy. Like, <laughs> it's not crazy. It works. And I, I stick with the same guys. I don't drop them and pick them up unless somebody gets hurt or somebody loses their job. And even then, I have Garrett Hartley on two teams, and I did not give up on him, and it's paying off for me this week. But I have, I for the specific purpose of bye weeks, I have a second kicker, who I can decide each week which one I like the matchup better and I never have to worry about oh trying to find somebody who might be only okay on the waiver wire I don't like leaving it to chance I like having the pieces I want there the whole season so I can pick and choose without having to be stressed about finding somebody
0: So yeah. no I
1: don't drop my tight ends I don't drop, especially this year I don't think anybody should be dropping tight ends there are a handful of really good tight ends, and even if it's their bye week, you'd be crazy to drop them because somebody should snap them up right away. I think there are some that should be on your roster regardless.
0: There, there are a few that I would make an exception as, as far as tight ends. If I had Antonio Gates, I would make an exception for him. But you know, say I had someone like Garrett Olson who's having a good season. Yeah, to me, so what? I drop him and I pick up Mercedes Lewis the next week, or I drop him and pick up Tony Moiaki. I, I just can't Unless see picking so up an extra.
1: Like me that took Mercedes Lewis as their backup tight end in the last round of the draft.
0: Well, that's good, but I mean, I'd rather have two or three good running back, an extra good running back, or an extra good wide receiver because I can juggle my roster and and play those guys. I mean, tight ends, I suppose you could put them in at a flex if you had two good ones, but I just uh, yeah. and we we disagree on this, but I'm just uh,
1: and we're always going to disagree on
0: this. I guess so. I guess so. So. That actually, we have another minute or two before we need to wrap this up. So quickly, how soon are you willing to drop um, disappointing players or players that have underachieved for you? So we're five. We're into week six now. If if you had somebody that you thought was going to be really good this season and he's disappointing you, are are you willing to cut the cord at this point or not? Suppose he's still a starter. It's not a question of he lost his job. Suppose you had, I don't know. CJ Spiller or or somebody like that. Um, are you are you willing to cut the cord at this point or no?
1: Um, I think it would depend on what my waiver options look like. Is there somebody that I'd be happier with available? Then yes, I'll cut the cord and take somebody else. But if it's kind of a wasteland and I'm not actually going to move, you know, move up in any kind of position value not worth it i'd rather hold on to somebody that i feel like has more potential in hopes that they'll get better instead of dropping them taking somebody who's not as good and hoping they just stay where they are i i like the room for potential a little bit
0: yeah that's that's a good point so you think if they have that potential to break out and and still have a pretty high ceiling then that you would you would be more inclined to keep them around than than just to punt them
1: Yep, definitely.
0: So, look, say somebody like Justin Forsett, now that they have acquired Lynch, is he somebody you would still hold on to, or would you kick him to the curb?
1: I would wait another week or two since Marshawn Lynch hasn't been around that long yet. I want to see how that all shakes out. But for me, I'm not – For I, I would wait another week or two on a lot of guys right now probably.
0: Okay, So I think we're probably just about at the end of our rope, or excuse me, at the end of our time. I'm at the end of my rope. We're probably, the show is at the end of its time though.
1: We are. are.
0: So so you want to wrap things up?
1: Yes, I'd love to. (laughs) Next week we'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern as we are every week. And we'll be looking at key injuries, hopefully a shorter list than it has been the last two weeks. We'll talk about who's on a bye for week 7. We'll do game-by-game analysis, do a little strategy. Uh, you can talk to us during the week on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches show. That's the number 4 THN Inches show. You can also reach us at Gmail if you want to email us. And visit fantasyfootballsherpa.com blog and the Sherpa's football musings on the HuffPost. Be sure to tweet us Sunday morning if you have any roster questions.
0: We'll be there all morning answering. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, everyone.